The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Greetings, pet lovers. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. Mike Bober is in the house. <laughs> Mike, so glad to have you here. It's been oh. so nice co-hosting with you. You know, I got to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I, uh, I love it. It's always so much fun talking with you. Well, you know, Mike, remind our listening audience what it is that you do in the pet industry. I have the distinct pleasure to work with a group of people who are the legislative and regulatory voice for the pet industry. Uh, We're a group called the Pet Advocacy Network, and it's our job to help legislators, lawmakers across the country uh, come up with regulations and laws that are not only good for pets and pet owners, uh, but that make sense from an educational perspective as well. Let's just keep it simple, everybody. Mike <laughs> is a lobbyist plus. I am. I am happy to do that. And and for you know, for people who hear that and immediately think, ew, uh, the reality is a lot of lobbying is education. It's it's helping people tell their stories and helping people who maybe don't have expertise on a subject uh, to connect with people who do. Give everybody your um your website so they can go check out your group. Yeah, we're at petadvocacy.org. And, uh, you know, the, the nice thing about our name is that it says who we are and it says what we do right out of the gate. You know, we we care about pets and we advocate for them in Washington and across the country. See, I did say lobbyist plus. You know, one of the things I've been really concerned about this weekend is shooting of dogs. And I don't know if you've mm. heard about this recent gun violence Involving firstly, the Amazon driver who shot a dog when he was delivering a package. I believe it was to the wrong address. Mm. And um, this past week, it was a real estate agent who was showing a home. They were playing move around with the dog and um, he shot the dog in the <sighs> in the backyard or in the house. And it's really frightening to think, you know, after I read these stories that these are the type of incidents that could happen to any pet owner, um, especially now because more folks carry guns than ever before. You know, here in Florida, with so many more people buying guns and not really being trained other than backyard or like in the woods education shooting targets, Hmm. you really kind of have to learn, I think, when you work with a coach or you take a class about analyzing situations. I think these type of incidents could happen to any pet owner. What do you think? Oh, I think that's exactly right. And the the scary thing is that so much of this is is just fear response. You know, somebody who's in a situation that they feel uncomfortable, they feel threatened, and rightly or wrongly, that's often triggered by the breed or the breed type of the dog. You know, there are some dogs that that people just have a an inherently uh, fearful reaction to. They uh, they assume aggression, uh, and and no amount of training on the part of the owner and the dog is going to get that out of the head of the person who thinks that they're in an unsafe situation. Yeah. And, and a lot of it has to do with socialization. And I talk about this a lot. I, I think agree. The more you get your dog out of the backyard, mm-hmm. 
He's going to be less ter- territorial. The more you're walking him, the more you're socializing him at mm-hmm. all ages from puppy until senior dog. But I think people have to realize, and it's one of the reasons I've said this to um, the listening audience so many times, when people come into my house to do work, a maintenance mm-hmm. guy um, or even the yard, I lock my dogs up in crates. Oh, absolutely. I've got a 25 pound Cocker Spaniel and I do the same thing. Yeah. It's not only for the dog. It's also for the repair person or individual who comes into your home, uh, especially if you have kids. It's also for your own protection. People don't realize in these dog bite suits. I was Mm -hmm. telling my neighbor this because they have a Rottweiler. Her husband left the gate open. And the Rottweiler I've seen once in three years of living in my house. And it was right after the hurricane, the fence broke. So the dog was hanging out with them outside the fence as they were trying to repair it. And, you know, I was deathly afraid to go by their house with the gate open at quarter to five. It just was not a good scene. It's, it's always heartbreaking to hear stuff like that. But I also had a conversation in a very nice, respectful, not sticking my finger into their Kool-Aid. And I gave them the example because Florida's a state, as you know, full of older people. I said, if an older woman is walking down the street and sees your dog, fears and trips and falls and breaks her hip, you are liable because your dog is not under control. That's a natural progression. And that the average dog bite case I said 44, like, believe it or not, later that day, I saw an article. It was like over $46,000. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a tough hit. Yeah, it's definitely a tough hit. But, you know, we got to move on. So can you give us a rundown for this week's show? Absolutely. This week on the Pet Buzz, we're going to be talking about a neighbor who provided a dog with a happy forever home. We're going to be talking about panda diplomacy, how to start a pet sitting business, Easter pet photos with the bunny and how one celebrity is including her dogs in her birthday celebration. And, and March is poison awareness month year after year. Human medication has topped the list of toxins most commonly ingested by pets. According to the ASPC animal poison control center. Interestingly, over-the-counter, that's OTC medication, mm-hmm. including herbal and other natural supplements, mm. moved ahead of the prescription medication to take the top spot. Joining us today to talk about pet ingestion cases that the ASPCA's Animal Poison Control Center receives is veterinarian Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director at the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. She's our first Dream Team member to join the advisory board. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz, Dr. Wismer. Thank you for inviting me. Dr. Tina, so happy to have you. And I just can't believe we always talk about your hair. Actually, everyone, Tina is blonde today. I'm like (laughs) friggin' shocked, just shocked. Dr. Wismer, can you talk to us about pets ingesting marijuana? And has this problem been on the rise as marijuana becomes legal in more states? It certainly has been increasing. Um, and as you know, it's been both uh, legalized recreational and medicinally, we just find it in more houses now, right? And people are more likely to keep it out in the open, which means pets are getting into it, especially dogs and edibles, right? You mix mm-hmm. anything with chocolate, it's going to be right at the top of dogs, desirable things to ingest. 
brownies, chocolate chip cookies, any mm -hmm. type of chocolate candy that you can find at a dispensary. You know, I've seen the pictures. It looks good, right? <laughs> and Yeah. And one of the severe things that can happen is that for a person, like a dose is one bite of the brownie. Dogs don't read, right? They eat the yeah. entire brownie or maybe a whole batch of brownies mm -hmm. and they can really intoxicate themselves. But you know what I also find th um, interesting, too, is that not all cannabis is the same. Depending on the state, concentrations mm -hmm. vary. So maybe in one state, you know, if you have some gummies, they might be 10 milligrams, whereas in another state, they might be 20. So I think people have to take that into consideration. And especially with edibles, it seems that people always like leave them on a low table. Like mm. they leave them on their coffee table and munch out when they're watching TV or, or something along those lines. That's what I've heard. I'm sure you've heard the same thing, right? Guy? I believe you have heard correctly. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's I've, <laughs> I've heard similar for sure. Well, Mike, you had a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um Dr. Tina, non-prescription ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil, things like that. It's used to reduce fever, relieve minor aches and pains from headaches, muscle aches, arthritis, menstrual periods, the common cold, toothaches, backaches, pretty much everything for humans. But can you review with us how these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs affect pets? Sure. So when we think about ibuprofen and naproxen. Those are probably the most common over-the-counter NSAIDs that we have in our house. Um, dogs and cats just don't tolerate these medications very well. Any amount can cause vomiting, higher amounts can cause stomach ulcers, and if they get into the bottle, we do worry about kidney failure. Mm -hmm. Now, there are veterinary NSAIDs, right, that are safe for use in pets at the doses that your veterinarian prescribes. However, most of these are chewables and makes it easy to give a dog one pill, also makes it very easy for the dog to ingest the entire bottle of pills where we then run the same risks as we see with the human incense. Dr. Wismer, we need to take a commercial break and then we are gonna return with a few more questions for you. Also on our next segment is Celebrity Pet Buzz and Pet Money Manners. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature. 
Nature's Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. You'd never knowingly feed your pup mystery meat or spoiled grocery store food. So why are those some of the most common protein sources in kibble today? Yep, the dog food ingredient, meat meal, can be made of spoiled supermarket meat and packing plant scraps. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet similar to what they would eat in the wild. That's why I developed Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium cuts of meat, omega-3 rich seeds, and superfood veggies and fruit. Bailey is 12 years old. He has been on your food for nine bags now. Nature's Blend is pantry safe and has zero artificial preservatives, additives, filler, or meat meal. He's got more energy, able to run around and play when our grandson comes. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I can't thank you enough. He's 12 and I'm enjoying every day with him. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by me, petrondologist Charlotte Reed. Let's kick off this segment with Celebrity Pet Buzz. Learn how one former talk show host spent her 49th birthday. And now, the latest news about celebrities and their pets. It's obsession. Aren't they cute? What's the name? What's the name? How about this for tradition? Comedian Chelsea Handler celebrated her 49th birthday with a day of skiing. Fashion does matter to the former talk show host who hit the slopes dressed in a blue bikini on Sunday, February 25th. She shared a video of herself on Instagram gliding down a mountain as she did last year. But there was something different, a little different this year. This year, she brought along two companions, her dogs, the older dog she carried on her back in an apparatus. The dog also wore pink goggles as she flew down the mountain and the other dog, a large black chow. She held tightly in her arms. She entitled her caption post multitasking on my 49th. Unfortunately for Handler, people took to social media to express their concerns over the safety of her dogs. One social media user tagged PETA. That's people for the ethical treatment of animals In their comment, this person wrote, where is PETA to protect these innocent animals? In a statement shared with Newsweek, PETA vice president said she shared concerns over the clip. She said, you don't have to be PETA to see that this video shows a dog being put in a risky situation so that while we know Chelsea loves her dogs, we're sure that her canine companions would be happier and safer waiting in a warm chalet rather than hurling down the slopes. Humans wipe out all the time, but their dogs shouldn't have to risk injury along with them. Well, I want to know what you think. 
Do you think Chelsea was irresponsible or was she just having a good time with a joint in her hand, a drink and making sure she flew down the mountains with her dogs? We want to hear your comments. Post them on the Pet Buzz social media channels. We've returned with Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director of the ASPCA Poison Control Hotline, discussing top medications that pets ingest. You know, Dr. Tina Recent studies have shown that pet owners like to sleep in bed with their pets, coupled with the fact that at least, get this, 25 million Americans, that's one in five adults, suffer from sleep apnea, a serious sleeping and breathing condition linked to hypertension, cognitive impairment, heart disease, and stroke. Chronic insomnia affects at least 10% of Americans. (laughs) Restless leg syndrome is a neurological disorder affecting about 5% of the population over the age of 65. I got a while to go. Most of these (laughs) medications are taken at night. So why do pet owners have to be careful about where they put their medication? And can you give us some idea of the side effects of these meds on dogs as well as cats? So this is a common call that we get from pet owners, right? Mm-hmm. I put my medication on the nightstand, right? I went to use the bathroom. I came back. It was gone, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot leave pills sitting on your nightstand, right? Dogs, cats, you know, certainly can ingest those medications. Um, when we think about a lot of the insomnia medications, right? For you and I, it makes us sleepy. It does not do that in pets. It actually makes them extremely agitated, high heart rates, potentially high blood pressure, So it can be a serious problem. And then most of the um, uh, restless leg type uh, medications, these affect uh, serotonin, right? And too much serotonin in your brain is not a good thing. We see animals that will vomit, they will potentially have tremors and seizures. So please keep these medications off your nightstand. Well, ACE inhibitors like Zerestrol and beta blockers like Toprol are used to treat human high blood pressure, and in some cases also in pets. Can you talk about the effects on our pets after possible ingestion? So cardiac medications um, are pretty commonly ingested by pets. Um, And depending upon what type they are, depends on the risk. So our ACE inhibitors are rather safe in dogs and cats, right? We've got a nice margin of safety. Now, if your pet eats one, you're still gonna call your veterinarian and find out if it's going to be a problem. On the other hand, beta blockers or calcium channel blockers are very dangerous in pets um, and certainly require a call to your veterinarian if these are ingested. We worry about low blood pressure, right? And with potentially low heart rates. And in these cases, long-term low blood pressure, we worry about secondary uh, kidney effects. So definitely not something you want to sit at home and watch. They need to see the vet. Oh God, that sounds terrible. If if you do fear that your dog or cat has ingested medications, uh, obviously you want to contact your vet, but is there anything else that you'd recommend that we should do, what we can expect? So certainly um, have your veterinarian's phone number available, right? Know their hours. If they are closed, mm-hmm. know where they send their emergency calls, right? Is it someone close to you? Is it going to take a drive? Um, also make sure that when you make this phone call or this trip, take the medication with you, right? So that Mm -hmm. the veterinarian knows what your animal has gotten into. Um, If they are unavailable, you can certainly uh, give us a call here at the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center, and we can help you work out whether this is going to be a problem or whether you'll be able to stay home. Tina, can you give us that number? Sure. It's 888-426-4435. 
Thank you, Dr. Wismer. Um, obviously, in addition to the phone number, is there a website that we can direct people to to get more information about the Animal Poison Control Center? ASPCA.org will have information about the center and about potential pet poisonings. Well, just to remind you, that was the Pet Buzz Dream Team member, veterinarian Dr. Tina Wismer of the ASPCA, discussing the dangerous effects of ingestion of human medication by pets. We're going to put some information about the ASPCA Poison Control uh, Center on our social media channels. Make sure that you keep that number on your cell phone. Taking a dog training class is impactful, even on your wallet. Pet Money Matters with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Training your dog is one of your primary responsibilities as a pet parent. Dog training skills enforces good behavior, helps to exercise self-control, improves communication, builds confidence, reduces stress, allows for socialization, promotes safety, and enhances the animal-human bond. When looking for a dog trainer, shop around for a trainer that uses positive reinforcement techniques, but also consider how you can get more bang for your buck because dog training can be expensive. Private trainers can be costly, whereas books promote DIYing it or at the least expensive. A group class is a great value because you and your dog train together, but have a socialization component. To make the most of your dog training experience and your dollars and cents, start implementing what you learn immediately. And forget buying expensive equipment, just buy the training necessities. Ka-ching! I just kept more money in your wallet. Up next, I bet you can't wait for my likey of the week. Also on our next segment, the Pet Buzz Mailbag and our next guest talking about starting a pet sitting business. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. What if you could help turn back the clock and help your dog play like a puppy again, no matter their age? Introducing Dr. Marty Pet's Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine. Dr. Marty is now helping dog parents right at home. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high-meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Nature's Blend is designed to support your dog's healthy lifespan with turkey, beef, salmon, duck, seeds, veggies, and fruit, and with zero artificial preservatives. When given the choice between Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry dog food, 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I am so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Study available upon request. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. 
Let's kick off this segment with the I Likey of the Week. Let me share my I Likey of the Week with you. Bunny is back. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. When it comes to Easter, a few Easter traditions are quite as beloved as that of the Easter Bunny. Holiday Magic Live is here to make spring pet photo experiences with Bunny even more fun as exciting this Easter. Celebrate with your furry friends dolled up in pastel shades to capture their photo with the Easter Bunny. Bunny is ready to see big animals and small animals. Just head on down to your local mall. Get a group of dog friends together for a party to take pictures. During pet events, create Holiday Magic Collects donations on behalf of the Humane Society of the U.S. For more information and to book your photo session, visit whereisbunny.com. Mail call. For one Pet Buzz listener, it's about love me, love my pet attitude. You've got mail. Valerie writes from Atlanta, Charlotte, I just bought a new house and I'm hosting Easter dinner this year. Over the last few years, my sister's brought her ill-tempered and badly behaved dog. How do I tell her she can't bring her dog this year? Please know that I am a dog lover, just not hers. Thanks for your help. Valerie, thank you so much for writing and sharing your dilemma. Your situation is not uncommon. And as many of us who love dogs, we have to understand that some dog owners are just not considerate of others. I hate to say that, but these dog owners have a love me, love my dog attitude. Perhaps you can call your sister as soon as possible and suggest that she doesn't want to wait much longer to book a pet sitter or boarding kennel reservation for Easter since you will be hosting an Easter dinner without pets. If she provides pushback, remind her that you are hosting a dinner with family as well as a few friends who are allergic to dogs. As a result, unfortunately, you cannot host your dog. Be prepared for her to be stubborn and threaten you to not come. In that case, tell her that you will not change your mind and you wish her a happy Easter and remind her if she changes hers, she is most welcome at your new home with your rules without her dog. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Charlotte, it seems as if our next guest is on the phone. Yes, and I am very happy to have our next guest, and I will introduce the segment. Well, becoming a pet sitter can be an incredibly rewarding experience for those who love animals and want to provide a caring environment for pets while their owners are away. Whether you're a seasoned professional, meaning you've worked for somebody else, or someone with a general affection for animals looking to enter the industry, starting a pet sitting business requires thoughtful preparation and commitment. That's for sure. Joining us today is Jessica Abernathy, the past president of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Hello, Jessica. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Jessica, before I ask you the first question, can you remind us of the name of your business in Chicago? I actually have two pet sitting businesses. I have a Chicagoland Cat Sitters, and then I own um, another business called um, Professional Pet Sitters, Inc. So I have two, you know, the cats like their cat people like their own separate business. So I specialize in cats only also. 
Excellent. You know, it's so funny. I'm, it's I didn't know that because we didn't talk about it last year. But, you know, it's really funny. You should look at the Association of American Feline Practitioners and look at their cat friendly practices. Some oh. of the things that they do to make cats really comfortable. It actually was um, really interesting to me. And I actually called a few veterinarians I know and, and suggested they think about that program, including Dr. Fleck, who's on sabbatical for now. Our household have, has a recently, well, not recently, He's a, I think he turns four this year. We adopted and fostered a, a bottle baby kitten mm-hmm. and we brought him, we had him from day one and um, we named him Bin Laden and he's quite famous because of his name. <laughs> so yeah, and he's, uh, he's starting to get his own little following, but yeah, little Bin Laden is, uh, you know, kind of somewhat of the inspiration of it. <laughs> so wow. yeah. That's excellent. I will start by asking the first question. You know, these days, so many people are looking for a side hustle or looking to change their career. For pet lovers, a dog walking or pet sitting uh, business could be a viable option. So how should you prepare to start a pet sitting or dog walking business? Um, The first thing that I always tell people is to look in your area and see what others are doing. You know what I mean? Look at other pet sitting businesses. Don't be afraid if there's a lot. I live in the Chicagoland area. And when I started Angie's List, just an idea, I looked at Angie's List because it was very popular. I mean, there was 580 listed on Angie's List. And I was like, I'm going to start my own. You know, there's enough animals to go around, but look around your area and try to find your own special niche in the pet industries. There's always something that you can do differently with your industry. So just look around, see what there is, what people are offering and figure out what you want to offer in pet sitting because there's so many different ways you can offer pet sitting. You can do midday dog walking. You can specialize in overnight care. You can specialize in cat sitting. I I specialize in cat sitting, exactly. So you just need to do your research and figure out what's going to work best for you. It's interesting to see how analytical research has developed, especially in the last 20 to 25 years. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a really good point, and and I think the 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 professional side of of this issue really has just grown by leaps and bounds. Uh, Jessica, how do you get familiar with trends in the professional side of of pet sitting? You know, uh, we're a trade association. Uh, I know there are other associations out there. Uh, any that you'd recommend? Well, obviously, I'm going to recommend NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. I It's a little near and dear to my heart because I'm still on the board, you know what I mean? But I, I picked that one because we're a non-for-profit. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, there are multiples. So I would recommend that you do go to an association, um, find one of them, because that's what we do is we help bring the trends forward. So you have NAPS, you know, there is PSI. Um, Professional Pet Sitters International. There's IBPSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to mess it up. Sorry, Carmen. Um, <laughs> she is the president over there. But there are associations. And that's what we do is we bring the trends to the um, sitters and the business owners. So that way we can keep you in the forefront of what's going on. And we hold conferences, mm-hmm. you know, yearly. Sometimes we do it twice a year. So that way we're making sure that we always are giving you the education that the business owners that need. So that way we keep you educated with all the trends and what's important for you as a business owner and as a pet parent. Yeah, Oh, I was just going to say that the, the commitment to continuing education is is so important. You know, things that uh, that that 
we talk about today as if they're just, you know, commonplace. It's it's something that in some cases we weren't even talking about five years ago. So it's it's great to hear that that you guys are giving people an opportunity to to continue to grow and to to keep track of what the the best available information is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was going to say we love Carmen. She's an advisory board member here for the Peppa's radio show, as you know, as obviously as well as uh, Mike Bober is. Um, but I think it's important. I mean, not only for the educational purposes, but it's great to have an uh, a vehicle which you can network with other people who are in your same business because problems arise, uh, especially mm-hmm. now when there's so much regulation coming about not coming about or being disbanded. So it's really important, especially um, a lot of people who start out owning pet sitting businesses. I'm not Mm going to say it's, I'm going to say it's probably 50, 50. Some have business backgrounds and others don't. Some come from corporate America and some people don't. The one Mm -hmm. thing they do have in common is a love of, of animals. So you, and some people actually have worked in the animal industry, whether they were a vet tech or not. But anyway, we need to take a commercial break and return with Jessica Abernathy discussing starting a dog walking and pet sitting business. She is also the owner of Professional Pet Sitters, Inc. in Chicago. Also in our next segment is Global Pet News and Tell Me Something Good. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and here at the Pet Buzz, we're urban, suburban, and country. And we're back talking with Jessica Abernathy, the past president of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, about starting up a pet care business. Jessica, what do you need to have an understanding of in terms of liability that's involved in a business like this? So a lot of people just think that you can just start up a pet sitting business, just start walking and you're you're good. But there is a lot of liability because you forget you are going into people's homes. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for their house and you are responsible for their most precious property of all. And that is their animal. Mm -hmm. And people forget that that is one of their most precious property. Some people take that as that's their child. You know what I mean? And most of us that have cats or dogs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have a dog and a cat and they are, that's my child. You know what I mean? I hold them up on a pedestal. So I don't want anything to happen to them. And the liability there is if anything happens when you're out on a walk, you know what I mean? That's a liability. Somebody comes up and, you know, another dog tries to attack us. There's a liability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I walk into um, the house, if I pull the refrigerator open, getting the dog food, I just broke the refrigerator because the door fell off. That's a liability. You know what I mean? These things happen. Accidents happen. They always do. But those are the liabilities that are going to turn around and fall back on us. And these are yeah. things that you have to take into consideration. You backed up out of the driveway. You hit the mailbox. Mm-hmm. It is your fault. <laughs> you know, you are responsible. These are things that you don't think about until they happen. So you need to make sure you have like all the weird things that you could possibly have. You need to make sure that you're 
think about these because these are the weird things that happen in our business. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which circles back to these are the questions you want to ask when you're new getting into the business, when you go to our conferences of any sort, like, what should I think about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because these are the oddball things that happen to all of us. Yeah. I want to wrap this up because <laughs> I've heard this so many times and I, and I know Jessica, you've heard it too. You know, I hear this from people who say, you know, I love pets so much, but I really hate people. <laughs> so why is it? Why is this not a proper attitude when thinking about starting a dog walking or pet sitting business? Right, Jessica, you've heard it, right? I'm sure. Uh, all the time. All the time. Well, if you think about it, I'm sorry, but Fluffy is not calling you on the phone and asking mm -hmm. for a dog walk. I mean, even every TikTok video that you see that I'm calling mom, it's not happening. You have to deal with the humans all the time. You, they call you to book the service. You're the one that's going to be talking with them. You you do more interactions with humans when you start your business than you did before. Mm -hmm. You have to talk to them. You have to book services with them. You're going to have to deal with them when something uncomfortable comes around. And as you grow, you're going to be hiring. There's more people that are constantly coming into your life as you build your business. If you do not like people, this is not your job. You will You will deal with people more than you ever think you will. Because Fluffy is not the one you're going to be dealing with as much. Fluffy is the bonus, is what I always say. They're the bonus that you get to play with after everything, but they are not the main thing. You deal with people every day. No, that's disappointing, but that's really good. That's really good advice, Jessica. Sure. Thank you. And of course, uh, Fluffy doesn't pay you. That's no. right. Nor, nor <laughs> does Fluffy watch you mm -hmm. on numerous cameras around <laughs> your house. I mean, you know, I had a very successful pet business for almost, I'm going to say almost 20 years. And I have a pet sitter. I love her to death. But you know what? There is nowhere she can escape except the bathrooms when she's at my house mm. because there's cameras everywhere on the inside and the outside. So mm -hmm. I think people have to realize that. And that even means when you make that first impression, it's okay if you smell like a dog, but mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't want the client to kind of smell you and say, oh, well, I, this person's going to be in my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to make yeah. a good impression. You actually have to talk to them. You actually yeah. have to make eye contact. You actually have to be nice. Yeah. Well, Jessica, before you leave us today, uh, can you give us your website and maybe any other resources that you'd recommend for people who want to learn more about pet sitting? Sure. I'm, you can always find me at, you know, chicagolandcatsitters.com. You know what I mean? It's just like that. That's my, you know, one of my companies. But um, if yeah. you want to learn more on how to grow your business, I do do business coaching. Actually, if you could believe that, I do coach. And you can go to enrolllaunch.com. Um, and that's where we start people off on learning how to in start your businesses. We do it there. Um, or you can just flat out email me at hello at jessicaabernathy.com and we can have a conversation and start it there. So you can do it either way. So one of those will work and you'll always get me. I'm always around, <laughs> you know, or you can go to the nap site and Kathy Delaney will always direct somebody to me. She always does a good job at that. So thank you so much for being here. Um, no just to remind you, Mike Bober and I were interviewing talking with Jessica Abernathy, the past president 
of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters about starting up a pet care business. Panda diplomacy is back. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. China will send a new pair of giant pandas to the San Diego Zoo this year in a boost for what is known as panda diplomacy after U.S. zoos were left with almost none of the beloved black and white bears amidst a deterioration in ties between the two superpowers. The China Wildlife Conservation Association has reached agreements with the San Diego Zoo as well as the Madrid Zoo in Spain on a new round of international cooperation for giant panda conservation. According to the Wildlife Conservation Science at the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance, which runs the zoo, the two pandas, one male and one female, could arrive as early as the end of the summer. The future for pandas in the United States had looked bleak in recent months as the return to China of the sole remaining pandas at the Memphis Zoo in April and three pandas at the National Zoo in November meant that Zoo Atlanta's four pandas were the only ones left in the nation. The loan agreement for those pandas expires this year. And with the good news, animal lovers will welcome pandas back to the U.S. Thank goodness for neighbors that care. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. A Dallas woman has shocked the internet after reeling the heartbreaking circumstances that led her to adopting her neighbor's dog when the dog was just three months old. In a TikTok video, Aubrey Mitchell said that it's been two years since she took her neighbor's puppy after those neighbors allegedly left the dog outside for multiple days in a 12 degree snowstorm. The Texan said that she contacted animal control and reported the situation to them, but that didn't change anything. So Mitchell tried to confront her neighbors personally, but there was no answer. After four days passed, she finally had enough of seeing the puff left outside and took the dog in herself. She unlocked the gate and the dog ran out. On TikTok, she wrote that the neighbors never once looked for her. The dog named Junie B has been living her best life in a forever home where she is loved and cared for. And while I don't recommend taking a neighbor's dog whom you feel is treated inhumanely, and shame on those neighbors. We want to thank you, Aubrey Mitchell, for saving a dog's life and sharing a tell me something good tale. Hey, did you hear the bells? I heard them. Oh, well, you know what that means, right? I think I do. It's time to wrap the show. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, Tina Wismer from the ASPCA Poison Control Center is hosting with me, and we're going to be talking about pet-friendly yards and spring cleaning. Mike, would you be so kind as to thank our guest? That would be my pleasure. Uh, special thanks to our guest, Tina Wismer, today, and also to Jessica Abernathy. And of course, much love to you. Thank you so much for being my co-host. My pleasure. 
And of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend, biological balanced nutrition, improving pet health seven days of the week for 52 weeks of the year. If you have a question, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember that we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. Dog parents are loving Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend Premium Dog Food. The way she acts and the way she moves, it's just so much better. And she actually, she's like a puppy again. It's unbelievable. Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend is a freeze-dried raw food made with zero artificial preservatives. So it's naturally shelf-stable with no mess, freezer, or fridge required. Plus, it's full of premium turkey, beef, salmon, and meat your dog will love. We started with Nature's Blend. She's happy. She sleeps well. She's energetic. I am just delighted with this product. When given the choice, Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry dog food, 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get a free bag of delicious beef liver treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Редактор